Okay. Can you please comment if you have any leads in the shark-related conspiracy? Please, we need answers. Welcome to the Ice Garden. Vous écoutez the Ice Garden. Ito ang Ice Garden. Juan ang nidal the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Ice Garden. Atem azanim ladan hakana. Vous écoutez the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Добро пожаловать в Ice Garden. Bienvenido al jardín. Welcome to the Ice Garden. You're listening to the Ice Garden. This. This. This is the Ice Garden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf, where we keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. I'm Hannah Beavis, here with your co-host, Michelle J. Michelle, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Just hanging out. Thinking about hockey, you know. As per usual. <laughs> I keep I keep realizing, like, how close October is, and part of me is, like, very excited, and the other part of me is, like, screaming 24-7, because I'm not ready for it. Uh, I'm not ready for it at all at all like zero percent of me actually like a lot of me is ready for the october weather but like zero percent of me is ready for uh hockey games yeah for games to actually start up again because i always feel like the off season feels like forever and it's like oh yeah Yeah. we're gonna get all this stuff done in the off season and prep for the upcoming and now the season is coming and i'm like oh shit oh no no, that never quite works. Like, I'm ready for games. I'm ready to watch hockey. It's I'm just, just not like ready for everything else. Everything else. Right. It's like when you're not covering hockey. The lead up to hockey season is great and exciting. And then when you are, you realize that really your work just starts like that much earlier. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking white wine that the wine fairy put in the fridge. The wine fairy? How do I yeah. get them to come to my house? Um, I don't know. Can I give them my address? Like, is that how that works? I think so. Okay. I'm not really sure. I'll inquire about the wine fairy. I'm there gonna... are, like, wine delivery services, but I don't know if they have them out where you are. See, but the the thing with the wine fairy is that that sounds like it would be free. So if I put, like, a, a list of wine bottles and like put it under my pillow i think they have to go under the wine glasses Mm, that makes sense that makes sense. listen this was not the wine fairy is not free not this house at least (laughs) damn it i pay 50 i pay half for the wine fairy oh screw that um what kind of wine is it it's white it was a little sweet when i took my first sip but it's pretty good now okay um i'm into it but yeah good the wine fairy is nice to have mm-hmm. it's mostly also called the grocery fairy mm. it's mostly because i had to work so someone else went to the grocery store well that's was nice of them yes what are you drinking uh i'm going back to basics i'm just doing a malibu orange juice tonight i need to go to the store and buy some new stuff because i finished that wine that i was drinking last week i have like another get crunk I, I I have, like, a bottle that I'm saving for, like, a special occasion of the cream, like, wine or whatever that I mentioned, I think, before. Ugh. I just haven't opened it yet because I'm, like, I'm going to wait for, like, a birthday or New Year's or something. It's too good. You know it's August, right? I, well, it's too good to waste. I don't want to, like, drink it on a rant. Like, you know, it's, it, I, 
it came from Michigan and it's very good and I'm trying to save it. Let's do our toasts before oh, we yes. jump into the episode. I think we're toasting the same person unless you thought of somebody else that you want to toast. I, I did not okay. get someone else to toast. I'm not even... I asked you who to toast. Because, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there are a lot of people to toast. Like, last week, it was, like, it was hard for me to pick yeah. one person. This week, I was, like... But um, the person that we wanted to both toast this week is Michelle Carvinen. Because um, the World Championship for 2019, like, the schedule... And the logo were announced recently, and the logo was designed by Carvinen, who I didn't know was a graphic designer on the side of being, like, a professional national team hockey level player. Like, okay, that's fine. You're talented at art and hockey. That's cool. I think I knew that because of Meredith. <laughs> and also, um, I remember she did a Q&A with her. And for some reason, I remember that being a thing. I think that's really cool. Like, I mean, the the World Championship logos are pretty similar, but, like, it's cool that they were like, here, you can design this one. Yeah, especially because it's in her home country. There mm-hmm. we go. That's why you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's pretty cool, too, because uh, Meredith noted in her article um, that uh, the number 13 is, like, in the silhouette, or I guess the shadow of the player, and that is... Finnish legend Rika mm, You can do it Vailili? Vailala? I don't know I and Meredith will tell us how wrong we just said that so. I, I didn't, like I knew I had read in the article on the Ice Garden That that was who inspired it I didn't realize that The 13 was in there mm-hmm. Like I just pulled it up and looked again And I was like I can't believe that's so smart Because like I wouldn't have noticed Unless I was yeah. looking for it it's cool. Uh, Michelle Caravine tweeted the image, obviously, and then uh, like a little bit of an explainer as to what each image is, which is cool. Or like what what different parts of the image mean. The player's on a lake because the land of a thousand lakes, and there's like nature behind her that represents the Finnish nature. I'm doing a terrible job of reading this. <laughs> Just go look at it. It's very simple, but it's very well done. Um, cheers to Michelle Carvinen. Cheers. First, first of all, cheers. The schedule also came out, which is cool. The... So we can start planning. Oh, for Worlds? Yes. We really, we really Are want. Going? I, I want to. See, it's one thing for you to persuade me to come down to Florida for a weekend. It's another thing for you to, like, talk me into going to Worlds. Not that I don't want to. For 10 to. days. Not that for 10 days. For the whole, God, I want to go for the whole time. Uh-huh. We're going for the whole time. I, I can't. That. I can't go in for the whole time. Yes, you can. I'd blow all my vacation. What would I do in the summer? <laughs> you can do anything if you put your mind to it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a GoFundMe or something to fund us to Finland. Go fund us to Finland. That <laughs> go, sounds weird. A GoFund. A GoFindland. That go, that GoFind us. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're introducing a new segment this week uh, called Shootouts, named by Michelle, because so much shit happened this week, and we were trying to think of the best way to um, talk about the highlights of the week in a timely, more condensed way. So we're introducing a timed segment, which we've done something similar in the past, called Shootouts, 
where we're going to have 30 seconds to talk about one specific thing that happened this week. And so our first shootout is going to be uh, our major signings, uh, a big major signing in the NWHL and the CWHL, who we think our biggest signing was. Okay, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, you start mostly because I'm panicking still internally. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we're going to try. So we're each going to have 30 seconds to talk about our biggest signing, in our opinion, in the CWHL and in the NWHL in one, in one go. Let's Wait, we... is it 30 seconds total? Yes, for both. Oh, shit. That's, it's a speed round. And oh we'll have God, time. This is stressful. We'll have time to talk about it anyways. It'll be fine. <gasps> <It's>... <laughs> I'm very stressed out right now. It'll be fine. It'll be great. All right. Hold on. Let me pull up the stopwatch for you okay. on my phone. Okay. We're so technological. All right. Are you ready? I'm, yes. I'm not even going and I'm panicking. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until you actually go. I can. Ready. Spaghetti. Oh, okay. Ready. Spaghetti. Go. Okay, so my NWHL person is Blake Bolden because, like, the fact that she's even back in the NWHL is a big deal. And the fact that she's going to freaking Buffalo, poor Boston, I'm so sorry, like, is a huge deal. That blue line is freaking stacked, especially with Emily Falzer, who just signed, is going there also. So, like, Blake Bolden, thank you for coming back. I'm so excited to see you play. My CWHL, my CW, my CWHL person is Brianne Jenner because she's the captain of the Inferno. She's coming back from the Olympics. And, like, I feel like she's just completely underrated. And I'm very excited to see her back for the Inferno, especially because some of their players are coming back got it uh, i'm sorry debatable. i mean i spent a lot of time on bolden so i feel like i had to rush jenner but you know what it's gonna happen are you timing me you're timing me right? yeah I'm, i can't look at a clock i'm very stressed out right now this is very stressful it'll be fine i'm okay i got my stopwatch are you ready i'll give you i'll, I'll give you a 10 second warning like you gave me because that okay ready that was helpful ready set go Okay, so my NWHL uh, biggest signing is Nina Rogers, who signed with the Connecticut Whale this week. Um, it was kind of a big deal because she'd registered for the CWHL draft, which you may or may not know you have to pay to register, so there's 150 Canadian dollars she won't be getting back. Uh, she was also touted by the CWHL as a top prospect, but she was drafted by the Whale um, in the 2017 draft, which doesn't mean anything. Uh, but, okay, and my CWHL thing is not who's coming back but who is not who's coming back but who isn't coming back um the fact that the calgary inferno are losing so many people including many goalies <sighs> titties that's hard i gave you like three extra seconds too i couldn't get cwh student couldn't start with cwh you took like five seconds just to say the name of the league <laughs> <laughs> no. well it's funny because when you start you take a deep breath and it was like three seconds worth of time and i was like wow she just killed a lot of time breathing <laughs> I need to breathe the talk. It was necessary. <laughs> okay, did you want to say? Did you want to say like specific players who aren't coming back for Calgary? Because like, there's a lot, honestly. And like, what like Mickelson is one of them, and she I knew that she wasn't coming back because she's pregnant. But like, there are several others who aren't returning either. Yeah, um, I mean the Inferno is building a really strong team, but they also lost a lot of players and like a lot of key players, including goalies. They're only returning Lindsay Post, who has a great name for a goalie. Great <laughs> life choice, Lindsay. Uh, I didn't realize. A plus. Good job. But they lost. Um, Delaney Bryan retired. Genevieve Lacasse was traded. 
Lindsay saw 733 minutes of ice time with a save percentage of 0.913. So, like, not bad, but yeah. in a league where your goaltending is pretty stacked on other teams. Well, that's the thing. Like, this is going to be the year of the goalie, right? Yeah. So, like, if you don't have an elite, I mean, like, you've got Mashmeyer and LaCasse in Montreal. You've got um, Howe, who just won a Clarkson Cup in Markham. You've got Dom. Nora. Yeah, Nora in China. And uh, you've got, there's three goalies on the prospect list. Um, American Olympian Alex Risby. Miri Rasasanen from Finland. And uh, there's a Japanese goaltender on the list as well, who was also on their Olympic team. Here's the thing is I wouldn't be shocked to see Rigsby go to Calgary, especially because Decker and um, Bellamy are there. Mm-hmm. And Rysonen has, like, not said specifically where she wants to go, but, like, Calgary was one of the places that she listed. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe they're not in as much trouble as they are. But the fact that Post is their only returning goalie is, like, concerning. One of the Olympians Calgary did return uh, this week as well was their uh, Japanese Olympian. Yeah. So I could see the Japanese goaltender um, also going there. We've also frequently seen a large Japanese population or a larger Japanese population on the Calgary oh, because you know like west coast of the United States or not of the United States Calgary's in Canada Michelle you know that <laughs> west coast of North America I mean kind of just like in general there have been a lot of Japanese international players in the C-Dub like there have yeah. been a couple of them on Toronto uh, I think a couple of them went to Boston yeah and some somewhat recently so like uh Aina Te- Takeuchi is the, uh, the defender who's going to go to Calgary. But the three, so Haley Irwin, Bailey Bram, and Megan Mickelson are not returning. but To start the season. Right. So Mickelson's going to be, she's having a baby, so she's not going to start the season with the team. And then Bram and Irwin are going to be on the reserve roster because they're taking time off after the Olympics. Um, but they're not going to start the season. And then also not coming back is Kennedy Brown and Sophie Shirley, and Shirley's going to the University of Wisconsin, so she's going to Kennedy be... Brown's going to University of Saskatchewan. Yes. Saskatchewan. And, and then Brittany Fouracres and Tony Ross are retiring, essentially, to focus on their careers. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot. Like Yeah. But I think of the four that are returning that were announced today, uh, Brianne Jenner, Rebecca Johnson, Blair... No, three, sorry. And Blair Turnbull. Um, oh, and I know. So, yeah, four. No, it's five. Brianne Jenner, Blair, Bridget Laquette, and Rebecca Johnston. Why did I miss plus... Bridget Laquette? She's the first name on this list. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> okay, so five. Like, those are key players, though. So Yeah. And then you get Decker and Bellamy, plus whoever you draft. Like, they'll be fine. Plus Zoe. Plus Hickle. Zoe Hickle, plus Tori Hickle, probably, yeah. Definitely. Plus Hallie, Krasaniak, oh, and shit. Rebecca Leslie. Oh, shit. Their team is pretty stacked. But, yeah. like, the one thing for me is that it's a very fragmented team. You know what I mean? Like, they not a lot of them have experience playing together. Mm. And so you have these five Canadian Olympi- Olympians. You have two Canadian or two American Olympians, plus Zoe, who has spent time in the U.S. system. And then Hallie and Rebecca Leslie who come, are coming straight out of uh, their NCAA teams. 
it'll be interesting to see how this team gels together, especially early in the season. I wonder if that will impact how they set up their lines. Like if they'll be putting like, yeah. the Canadian players together and try and group the U.S. players on a line. Like I, I, we kind of saw this with Bo- the Boston Pride last year, and that there were a lot of. Eh, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a stretch, especially because like this is a higher level of talent. So I'm not as concerned about the fact that they haven't played together. With Boston, it was more players having to slot into new roles that they weren't familiar with. This is just players who are maybe unfamiliar with each other. Give them a couple weeks, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, that's why I think just the beginning of the season is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've seen Casey Bellamy, like, step up into a, I don't want to call it a leadership role, but, like, um, she's, we saw it with Kayla Barnes in the Olympics. Like, she plays pretty well with new people and younger players. That's actually super true. Like so it would be interesting to see how she does with, like, Hallie, Krasaniak, um, or anyone they end up drafting. So that's kind of – the CWHL signings were a lot. It was basically just Calgary announcing, like, half their freaking team today. Yeah. Um, the NWHL is a little more spread out. I totally forgot that Rogers signed with Connecticut. I knew she had signed, but I was so caught up in the fact that she was a, a CWHL pre-signee that I – neglected to remember that it was the whale that she was going to yeah um which is very interesting to me because well it's the whale for starters yeah yeah whale it's the whale i was sorry i was waiting for that honestly but she's a bu alum she's actually a minnesota transfer to bu Hmm. yeah which is interesting so we could have seen her at the white caps maybe but could have but we didn't you know actually and speaking of the whale actually and i don't think it would have changed my answer like i still think blake bolden is like the biggest signing of the last week um but i didn't remember that um oh what's her name another whale player signed as a player and a coach rossler sydney rossler one of the sydneys yes i confused them this week on accident Sydney Rossler, Rosler, is coming on as a player and a coach, which is something that, like, was a thing in the CWHL when, like, they were first getting off the ground. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure uh, Lisa Marie Breton, Lebro, did I get that name right? I think so. Um, was a player and a coach, I think, in the early stages. And it's not unusual but i was kind of surprised to see it in the end of you um but i guess i was kind of just surprised to see it because i can't imagine that's going to be something that's easy to balance especially with a full-time job yeah i mean she was the a, a volunteer for some reason the press press release stressed volunteer assistant coach with yale nope not wait yeah not whale <laughs> the, the yale whale it's Quinnipiac. Well, um, Yale, Quinnipiac. Yes, with Quinnipiac, which is um, interesting. I'm just, okay, actually, you know what? This just popped into my head. Here's my prediction. Because I, I was kind of like, hmm, if she wants to coach, why doesn't she just hang up her skates and be a coach? But then I'm like, well, the Whale have been the NWHL team that have been the slowest at signing players in general. Yeah. So, like maybe they needed her to play because they're struggling filling the roster it's not unusual damn it michelle i'm sorry (laughs) 
So there's so Nina Rogers, Rosler, Bolden, and Falzer for the Buttes. Uh, Minnesota. Oh shit! This was ah oh, man, Sydney Rossman signed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, goodbye Connecticut Whale forever. <laughs> It's not surprising that the Whitecaps picked up another strong goaltender, um, someone who has a lot of experience starting, because they play all back-to-backs. So you really need a 1A and a 1B to be able to survive, I think. I kind of forgot. I know we talked about that earlier, but I forgot that that back-to-back, that is actually going to be like a big thing. It's going to be a huge thing. Um and they have a huge gap in the middle of their schedule to play college teams. And also probably because winter travel sucks. Mm-hmm. But I think that's it's I think that's gonna be a a storyline to follow. Spoiler alert for one of the topics I want to talk about in previews is mm-hmm. these back this introduction of back to backers. Yes. Especially for Minnesota. That's a good point. I'm concerned for Connecticut's goaltending now, but I'm Minnesota's looking good. Like the whole freaking NWHL is just looking stellar. It'll be interesting to see how Katie Burt does. Yes, especially because, and we'll talk about this later, uh, her performance at U22s. Yes. So that's coming up. But before we do that, let's slide on over to. Oh. We, we have to do our logos. We have to do our logos. We have to. So we had one other shootout. We had two logos this week. Uh, two new logos. One is the Minnesota Whitecaps, which was announced today as of we're recording on a Tuesday. And then the Worcester Blades. That's going to take some getting used to. Um, Worcester Blades. So they've got a new rink. I said it like that. I don't either. (laughs) They've got a new rink and a new GM and a new coach and a new logo. And a new name, technically. And a a new name. But we're just going to talk about the logo for now. We're going to talk about the other stuff later, but we're just going to talk about the logo for now. How do you want to, how do you want to do this? Are we going to like talk about just what we think about it? Um, I thought we could pick which logo. We could each talk about which logo is better. I have a feeling we're going to say the same because, one. Well, yeah, probably. Or an improvement or what we thought about each logo. Let's do that. Let's do okay. our, our thoughts on the logo. Okay. And we're doing both of them in one. Okay. Do you want me to start because yes. uh, you started the other one? Sure. Okay. All right. 30 seconds on the clock. This is stressful. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm good. Let's Ready. do this. Ready? Set? Go. So the Whitecaps logo, uh, I think, is definitely worse because I was really a big fan of the puck with the stick on the wave because I thought that was really, really funny because, I don't know, because I'm like 12 years old, I guess. I don't know. But also because all I see is a giant U and not an M or a W or apparently some people see a C and I just don't see that. Or uh, also, as someone told us at the Ice Garden today, shark fins, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, the Blades logo is definitely a step up because literally anything. You could have put in anything <laughs> on a piece of paper and people would have been like, better than the old one. And... Um, uh, you didn't give me a warning. Sorry. But that's but... okay. That was a really great part to end on. I was laughing too hard about your white caps thing and I missed the 10 second mark. Uh-huh. Uh, that's fine because my ending was pretty epic. You, it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Better than the other one. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you set? Yeah. Go. Um, 
I also like the blades better, and I think also it just has to do with the fact that like the blades logo was so was so bad. It was so bad, and so like you said, like literally anything improved it. But I think it's really simple. I think it's pretty classic. I would wear it on a hat or a t-shirt. I'm interested to see what color the jerseys are going to be. Um, I keep going back and forth about how I feel about the White Caps one because I don't like the weird black background. I think it's super sketchy. I think if it was white, I'd like it better. I don't like the blues. I wanted them to be purple. And, like, I didn't see the U until you said you saw the U, and now all I can see is the U. And the Minnesota's off-center. Yeah, I literally, the only thing I see is a U. I, I don't understand where the C is. I see an M. And I guess a W, but, like... The C's at the... I saw, I saw the M first, and I can tell, I guess, how you could see a W, but I feel like that's more coincidental than anything else. The C is, like, at the end of the W. It's, like, oh. on, the, on the right side. But I, like, I, th I think. I don't... I don't really see the C. Unless the C is in the black space. This is, like... Isn't there a name for this? Where, like, you, you look at something... Is it a Rorschach test? Where you look at something and you see, like, it might be two people kissing or maybe it's a vase and this is like do you see the m the w the c or the shark fins and it tells you something about your personality i see the m like i get the m this this logo is so hard for me because i see what they were trying to do and i think it's clever somebody in the ice cream slack today said it looked like a first draft and I'm like, you needed to go back to the drawing board with this one. Like, I really appreciate you putting this kind of an effort. And, like, we they, they tweeted out photos of it on hats today, which, like, doesn't look awful on the hats. A couple other people on Twitter have been saying this would be fine as a secondary logo, which I think I'd be chill with. But, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan. I just miss the humanized puck. I can't believe I was dying when you said that because I was like, the puck was bad. That puck was dumb. I'm glad it that's was so gone. so funny. No, not as a logo. Oh it was like God, a joke. That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved that little guy. No, no. I he, was he was riding a surfboard on a wave. He was doing his best, but like not as a logo. He was just living his best life, Hannah. I, I, he looked like he was having a great time, but like. I'm sure he was. I'm not mad he's gone. And then the. Yeah, I'm also mad because, like, I don't know, they've worn, they had, like, grayscale jerseys, but I thought they'd worn jerseys in the past that had, like, purple accents, and so I was really hoping we'd get a team with purple in it because it's one of my favorite colors, and so I was just kind of disappointed. The blue makes sense. I'm just mad about it. Yeah. Also, like, the fact that it's waves. Yeah, it's maybe meant to be the white caps, but I also like the idea that it's two sharks. <laughs> I love Worcester's logo, though. Like, I mean, I don't love it, but I think you would love anything that was new. That's a, yeah, that's a thing. I'm just so happy that it looks like a logo because the blades, the previously, it didn't look like a logo at all. This like looks like a thing, and maybe it could be improved. Like. It's the Worcester blades. There's not a blade. There's not, like, a skate. There's not anything. Or, like, a sword or whatever. Which, like, <laughs> I could be nitpicky with that. But, like, it's a crest. It's a logo. Well, the full logo has stick blades. It does? I have the full logo. Oh. I'm just looking at the, the Twitter account. It looks like hockey sticks crossed Yeah, it's hockey it. sticks, and then there are the, the blades of the stick are actually down there. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to need to look at this whole thing because now that feels like it might be hokey. <laughs> it's not bad, actually. I'm looking at it right now. The color changed a little bit, too, right? It's a little bit of a darker yellow. Yeah, it's more like a mustardy yellow than, like, a golden yellow. Than, like, a 
Bruins yellow. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little darker, which I don't hate. Someone called the thing behind the W a home plate. Which is Honestly, good. they're not wrong. Yeah. Okay, the more I look at it, the less I like it, I've decided. Honestly, kind of same. <laughs> I'm just going to stop looking at it and live in the world where at least it's better than what we had before. That's, yeah. So, like, kind of segueing from the Blades logo into the move itself. So, the Blades are moving, kind of too long, don't read. They're moving out of Boston. They're going to Worcester, which is central Massachusetts. So, about basically, like, the midway point of the state. Probably, like, it's, like, 45 minutes out from where you are, Michelle-ish. Yeah, it's, like, without traffic from, like, the city, it's probably an hour with traffic it'll be closer to an hour and a half so inconvenient if you live in boston i was ecstatic because it's closer to me so i can hopefully get to some more games this year but like if you live in the city it's not very convenient but here's the thing like and maybe you don't know this as much because you haven't been in the state as much and because you live in western mass which is like if you're not from Massachusetts, markedly different than Eastern Mass, which is where the city is and where I live, Worcester tries really hard to have their own identity. They're the second most populous city in the state, and they they they, they are their own place. You know, so if the Blades moved there and didn't change the name to Worcester, it'd be super weird for starters. Oh yeah. But because of that, I think they will hopefully, or I, I can't say for sure, I would hope that they, the CWHL and the Blades would start to focus more on growing a community in Worcester and not be looking to rely so much on Boston-based fans. And, like, I think it's a good, it's a smart move because, like, oh, yeah. we've talked for so long about, like, the fact that there are two women's hockey teams in Boston, like... And if you are trying to kind of distance yourself from that and create a new identity. And we saw how well this worked for Markham when mm-hmm. they moved from, um, son of a bitch. Brampton. Brampton. Thank you. Uh, like that city embraced, Markham embraced them with open arms and they like really rebranded themselves. And like, but there was such a low bar for the Blades. Like they were in a bad rink. It was out of the way. They were sharing the city with the pride. Like this is an opportunity for them to start over Mm -hmm. and like Worcester doesn't have another women's hockey team and it is a big city so like we'll maybe we'll they can get a new fan base going like I'm excited about this oh I'm definitely excited um I think it'll be interesting to see how they leverage the fact that they play in a rink the practice rink of an ECHL team and also the home rink to a few uh college teams as well all of which have I'm not all of which, but I think at least one has a women's team. And they're also the home rank of, like, a couple junior teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that will be a big thing for them to leverage, is that, like, using those resources. Because in Winthrop, where they were last year, they definitely did try to leverage the youth community, but it just, it didn't work. Yeah, That's pretty much the, like, start and the end of it. It just didn't work. They were so far... I, I struggle to say, I don't want to say they were so far gone, like they're a lost cause, but like they were kind of just, they dug their own grave, for lack of better wording, I guess. And I think this will be a really, really good, fresh start for them. Mm-hmm. 
my only hope is that the league gives them more than one year to try to figure it out. Yeah. Because um, I think they have a whole new front office, new GM, new coach. They're probably going to have to find a whole new support staff because if you didn't have a car, mm. you couldn't get, you can't get there. Man, I didn't even think about that. So I think they'll have to. There'll probably be a major overhaul. Um, so hopefully it is good. Hopefully now, it is good. So they've got though a new GM and a new coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's the same. It's the same guy. Uh, no, it's two different guys. Oh, okay. Um, Derek Alfia. Elf, I don't know how to say his name. Whatever. Uh, he is the new general manager of the team. Um, hold on, I'm pulling up stuff about him. Do, 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 uh, yeah, Derek, uh, I totally said his name wrong. I, like, just made up letters for his last name, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Derek Alfama is the new general manager. Uh, he actually has experience in women's hockey. Thank you. Hockey yeah. gods. Oh, my God. Like, when freaking the new Pride coach came last year and, like, had never coached women's yeah. hockey anything before, I was like, oh, boy. Here we yeah. go. Um, yeah, so Derek uh, NC- has been with the NCAA as uh, the assistant coach of Providence College. Um, and, like, as an assistant coach, you're not just focusing on coaching, but it's also a big, like, recruiting position. Uh, and also, like, working with the players in terms of academics and stuff like that. And Paul Kennedy is the new head coach. And Paul also has an extensive, a very extensive roster in women's hockey. It's actually pretty impressive. Uh, he's the founder of the East Coast Wizards back when they were just a post-collegiate women's Wait. hockey program. He's a founder of the East he's Coast Wizards? He's the founder Wizards? of the East Coast Wizards, and he still works with them. Uh, he still coaches some of their dev development teams, which for the Wizards means like, like this. They're they're a lot younger teams. Um, like their youngest level is coached by him. Um, That's interesting that he's in the C dub then, because that Haley Moore is involved with that team yes. too, right? That's like her. They coach together. Interesting. Uh, Coach Kennedy also works extensively with USA Hockey. He is currently. He used to. I don't think he does anymore. This is maybe an old. He was a power skating coach for the national yeah. team and was an evaluator and a scout for the national team program. He retired in 2014 from USA Hockey. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, or no, maybe he no, he retired from the national team. He still serves at, uh, he still coaches at death camps, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's like literally worked with the some of the founders of women's hockey as we know it today. That's badass. Like Katie King. Oh, shit. Angela Ruggiero. Oh, shit. Like, that's who played in the Wizards when they first started. They're that old? They've yeah, been around the for that long? Yeah, Wizards started in 03. Oh, man. The original, um, that was the original iteration of the Wizards. They haven't always been, like, a junior team. Oh. So it was, like, a... So the... It was a post, it was, it was a post-collegiate league. Oh. That's super yeah. interesting. I was trying to do the math in my head, and I was like, wait a minute. Ruggiero's not that young in 2003. What are we talking about here? Yeah. So it started as post-collegiate and then switched to, um, like, a junior and developmental league uh, and being co-ed. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Blades move? Thankfully, they're moving. Yeah. PTO. The yeah. U- U18 U22... 
Um, camps happened. USA swept the U-22s. Canada beat USA in the U-18s two games to one in overtime in game three when Alexi Guay scored the winning goal. Um, we were talking before the show about some of our, like, standouts. Michelle, do you want to mention some of your highlights from the tournament? Yeah. Um, so for me, one of the standouts was Alexi Guay. Um, she's U-18. Yeah, she's U-18 Canadian player. Uh, she's super young. Uh, she's 17. I guess which isn't super young for U-18. But um, Alexi Guay. Oh, uh, she's a BC commit, which is fun. Unfair. As a BU alumni, not super fun about that. <laughs> but as a women's hockey fan living in Boston, I'm super stoked because um, I am so excited to see her play with Daryl Watts. Not this coming season, but the one after that. Oh my god, she's still a baby. <laughs> yeah. Imagine junior little, baby. junior year Daryl Watts with Alexi Gway. Which will be terrifying. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the Battle of Comav, which is uh, what they call what we call the annual games between BU and BC because they're both located on Comav are literally gonna just be BC. Um, same with the Bean Pot. Uh, super stoked to see her. Um, Grace Shirley, Sophie Shirley's sister, was also really good this weekend. Um, Julia Gosling, who's a St. Lawrence University commit, was also fun to watch. These are all U18s, right? Yes. Um, for Canada, actually. It was just fun. I don't know. Like, I don't often get to see U18s, and, like, it was really nice that it was all, like, in one condensed time period. Like, I was able to watch most of the games or just watch the highlights of the one game I missed, and that was fun. I think it's fun, too, like... Because with these U18s and the U22s, like they, it is still like younger players who are still like learning. A lot of them have probably not played together before, so mm-hmm. it's getting used to your new teammates, and it's just like it is fun hockey. Like the they talent. Also play- excited when they scored. <laughs> um. Uh. U22 wise, was nothing was really surprising. I feel like. Right. Daryl. Daryl Watts, Watts was Daryl Watts. Jincy Dunn played really well, which made me excited. Um, uh, Taylor Heiss. I guess that was the one name that, like, I wasn't as familiar with. Um, it's Taylor Heiss, who is, I guess, probably because she's going into her freshman year at Minnesota. Uh-huh. Um, so she's not someone we have a lot of collegiate experience with. Uh, she was Miss Minnesota. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to see her on Minnesota, especially when we go to Minnesota in January. <laughs> Just gonna peer pressure you it's right during, into that trip. It's a right before All Star Weekend. Like I don't, my office would murder me. <laughs> but it's not actually All Star Weekend, and we'll just be gone one night. <sighs> this is gonna be Florida all over again. But better because we'll see <laughs> two games. We'll see three really great teams and the whale. Uh... Uh, ah, it's it, is it a weekend thing? Yeah. Okay, then I can maybe get away with it. The college games make that worth it. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred and ten percent. Okay, we'll continue this conversation later. Uh, uh, but if anyone, you're probably just gonna cut this part. But if you're listening and you want to see Hannah and I in Minnesota, 
that weekend, uh, just tweet at Hannah and peer pressure her with me <laughs> to get her to come with. Because I'm going whether Hannah goes or not. And because Michelle is going to go, I'm going to hem and haw and drag my feet, and I'm going to end up going anyways, too. I'm gonna and the day easy. I book my flight, I'm going to be like, Hannah, I'm booking my flight. And she's going to be like, okay, me too. I'm going to panic and be like, oh, okay, what flight did you book? Let's make sure we're on the same one. <laughs> Are we sitting next to each other? Can you book my flight? <laughs> Can we so change we seats? I don't want to sit in the middle. <laughs> make sure you take me to the right uh, terminal this time. Okay. I've taken you to, I've never taken you to the wrong terminal, False. only the wrong side False. of the terminal. You took me as far away from the correct part of the terminal without going into a different terminal. Listen, we were still <laughs> in the right terminal. Uh, that was also the trip I lost you at security, right? Yes. Yeah, we went through very different ends. And the, the trip where you left your keys in the bathroom at a Starbucks. Mm. That was a good trip. It was a good trip. Uh, okay. Um, really quick before we move on to our next segment. Uh, Katie Burt was in this one also and apparently likes to like wander out of her crease which makes me nervous it's very scary um and you also mentioned lonergan but not for good reasons well not for bad reasons she was just surprisingly quiet um in the game three she was the top line center and i barely remember her being out there which is interesting because she's like pretty noticeable on bc oh yeah it makes me wonder, I mean, like, this tournament's so fast, like, mm-hmm. if you have a bad couple games, like, that's, you only get, like, a, a few shots to, like, show off on the ice, and so, like, and, again, because it's, like, U22s, these players are developing, they're learning, they're getting better, so, like, it's just something to keep an eye on, but it was noticeable in that Lonergan is a player that we expect to stand out because they're scoring she's going she's scoring a lot of goals or making a lot of plays and she did not yeah uh one funny thing that i kept thinking about while i was watching it too is as i was like trying to see who everybody was playing against uh where everybody was playing at next or where they were playing college i was like holy hell this is a lot of wisconsin minnesota and bc <laughs> players and then i was like oh my god it's like miracle <laughs> oh my god it's like miracle yeah. Also, Maddie Rooney looks small out there even with the U22 players. Oh my god, bless. Like She looks small on the senior team. It was so weird seeing her out there because I'm like, you have an Olympic gold medal. You don't need to be on this U22 team. Like, But she's a baby. Like, yeah. She's still young enough to qualify. Kayla Barnes was out there too. You know, uh, Sydney Morin. Yeah, Kayla Barnes was out there. She was the captain. Sydney Morin wasn't there but she recently is recovering from a foot injury so i guess she's under 22 right isn't she like 18 no she's graduated college oh balls who am i thinking of she's 23 oh shit never mind why wasn't she on our top 25 under 25 did i forget somebody damn it is she not on the she's on that list isn't she i don't think so she, I'm pretty sure you listed her. Did she really just not make... Well, here's the thing, Michelle. She was bad at the Olympics. Oh, I know. <laughs> she was bad. You yelled a lot about that. I know. Like, should she be on this list? I mean, probably. But, like, for the same reason that I was shocked... Spoiler alert, I'll cut this. That Well, no, I won't. I just won't say her name. A certain player who ranked higher than I thought she should be... Um, 
Hmm. Maybe Warren should be on that list, but, like, I think she should be ranked lower if she's ranked at all because of her Olympic performance. And that was the only time we saw her. Like, last yeah, season, that's true. we didn't see her on her SDHL team. We saw her on the national team, and she was bad. The U25 list, the T25, uh, the top 25 under 25. Jesus, mother of Christ. The top 25 under 25 list uh, has a decent amount of recency bias. But it's because we're also looking at, like, the whole of women's hockey we're not just looking at one team's prospects and current players like work that list was over 200 players and that was after i pared it down three different times i think we did a lot better voting this year than last year like i remember like we it was it was kind of a mess last year because it was our first time doing it so i was trying to figure out like yeah. Just, just because there are so many players to choose from. Oh, it's tough. There's just... There's too many. There are. I ended... I pretty much just didn't... If I couldn't recognize your name and you weren't a U.S. or Canadian player, I didn't put you on there. Sorry. Which, again, we... I'm not lie about it. In the future, we probably need to work harder on, like, the Russian and Finland and Swedish players. Well, so, like, Alina Mueller... Spoiler alert is on there. Yeah, which like not a shocker. Yeah, and did Laura Stalder age out? Laura Stalder is on there, but like if you look at women's hockey, like your top, like the youngest players come from the U.S. the The top young players come from North America for the most part. I think the players that we see most and like the players who are at college is like in the NCAA because we see them and they tend to be US and Canadian. I do think there are probably more Swedish and Finnish players. Um, probably Finland more because they've got I think a little bit of a better pipeline. And Russian too, depending on the player. Like Belyakova has been on this list before. Um, but we just don't see them as often. Like Yeah. Unless they and I come think- to play in college or they come to play in a pro league or we're paying more attention to the international leagues one of the things with building this list too is i try to keep it to players that like we could fairly look at you yeah. know like we could compare like ncaa with professional league yeah, with yeah. national team or like U sport um but like once you start throwing in players that we're just going based off stats like, there was a russian player in the honorable mentions who looks really she's 21 she did pretty well in the olympics but when you look at her rwhl stats it's off the charts how good she is mm. but you also have to then take it into comparison with the level of play in the rwhl versus the level of play in the ncaa versus the level of play in the professional leagues um unless you're paying like super close attention to every single league it is very yeah. difficult to like figure out how to compare those and that's i think that's fair and it's just it's it's hard to do i i was so basically the list drew from ncaa teams uh which literally would have been all of them so i did pare it down to like the top 30 ncaa skaters and top 30 goalies actually not even the top 30 goalies i think i only pulled the top 10 goalies uh and uh ncaa I asked someone else for help on U Sports. <laughs> uh, any national team player from North America or Europe was on the list. And 
Who am I? Oh, and then the professional, um, the CWHL and the NWHL were also on there. Mm-hmm. And still, we were at over 200 people. But yeah, so that's kind of our, our U18, U22 sidetrack into the top 25 <coughs> under 25. Which you should read! Hey, yo! Um, so, yeah, there was a lot to talk about this week, so we're going to just wrap things up here. Thank you for listening. Michelle, where can we find you on Twitter? Impromptu Siren. There wasn't a train this week. There wasn't. Yet. Which was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, that burned going down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. You can find her on Twitter on it. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at, at Michelle underscore J-A-Y-3. Where can we find you, Hannah? You can find me at Hannah underscore Beavis1, B-E-V-I-S. And so- I really like that our Twitter handles are in the exact same format. Completely un- like completely coincidentally, like not intentional yes. at all. Um, if you want to send us your mailbag questions, use the hashtag Top Shelf Mailbag, and we might answer them on a show, um, especially for next week when we're going to be having probably a shitload to talk about with the CWHL draft. Um, send us your questions. Uh, send us your start bench cuts, three players, and we'll pick who we want to start, who we want to bench, who we want to cut, or coaches, or GMs, or whatever. Um, and DM us your trivia questions for Let's Stump Hannah. We have a lot of segments. We do. <laughs> we have a lot. Um, if, well, we're just very talkative people. I know. We, we have a lot of ideas. Um, we are on Patreon under the Ice Garden Podcast Network. Uh, we are on there with our sister show, The Founding Four Podcast, which is Mike Murphy and Erica Ayala talking about the NWHL. It's a great show. And if you support us on there already, thank you. If you do not, uh, please consider helping us out and giving us some financial help for the time and the um, money that we put into the show, hoping to maybe get us some new equipment or whatnot. Um, We have bonus content for those of you who subscribe, uh, bonus podcasts that just recently went up. I think we're going to have another one go up after the draft, right? Pretty soon? We will have another bonus podcast going up after the CWHL draft and after I edit it. <laughs> and we've got, I mean, Michelle's got bonus photos there, bonus interviews on there. It's a lot of good content uh, if you want to kind of get even more into women's hockey than you already are. Um, and every little bit helps, so we appreciate it. If you're already a uh, patron, thank you. And what else, what else, what else? Rate and review us on iTunes. We're on all your podcast apps. Stitcher, um... Google Play, iTunes, rate, review, share, tell your friends. Um, help spread the word. Hashtag grow the game. And we'll be back next week. And again, uh, just a reminder, uh, we're releasing on Fridays now. Hopefully Friday mornings. Sometimes Friday afternoons, depending on, you know. <laughs> sometimes Saturday mornings. Just what happens. Hopefully not Saturdays anymore. Hopefully sometime on Friday. Just, you know, the time is TVD. Um, but thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. The ice card. Is this subliminal messaging? Are the white caps hinting at a cross country move to California to abandon the wild and instead toward forces of the San Jose, San Jose sharks or even scarier? Are they telling us they are planning on incorporating human fish hybrids into their roster? <laughs>